the confession of God. To be able to confess God and in this life and in this world and of free peace, of free knowledge and of free wisdom. To be able to say that is my God and my King and my Lord is what a wonderful and awesome thing to be able to do. And it is in Luke chapter 12, verse 8. It says, Also, I say unto you, Whosoever confess me before men, him shall the Son of Man also confess before the angels of God. But he that denieth me before men shall be denied before the angels of God. And whosoever shall speak a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But unto him that blasphemous against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven. And when they bring you unto the synagogues and the magistrates and the powers, take ye no thoughts how, how or what thing ye shall answer or what ye shall say. For the Holy Ghost shall teach you in the same hour that ye ought to say. You know, in life today, is God is just a wonderful God. God says, if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my father and his angels. And, you know, in life today, that we need to look around and see the good things that we have in store for how we have with God. Look around and see the things that God is doing in our lives and in our hearts as, as we confess him. Yeah, there's times whenever it gets hard to be able to confess him because of persecution and because of trials, because your husband don't want to serve God or your wife don't want to serve God or your your children don't want to serve God. Hey, sometimes it gets hard, but Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. How he says for my, my yoke is easy and my burden is light as, as God is saying uh, if you confess me uh, before this world uh, if you tell the world that you love me and you're willing to give your heart and your life for me if you're willing to do all these things uh, uh, for me uh, he says I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do for you he says I'm going to as I sit on the throne uh, uh, on the right hand of God uh, he says as I make intercessions for you he says, I'm going to look to, to God. He says, I'm going to look to my father. And he's going to say, Father, I, I'm proud of him. Father, I, I love him. He's going to confess uh, before God uh, of you. He's going to tell God uh, about how, the, he, how much he loves you, how much he's willing to do for you. Uh, he probably even say, God, uh, I'm so glad I died for that one. Uh, uh, look at him. He's not ashamed. Uh, the Bible says if you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you before my father. I don't want God to be ashamed of me. I don't want Jesus uh, uh, being ashamed of me. A man that fought for me. A man that, that bled for me. A man that died for me. A man that was resurrected for me. A man that took away my sins. I, I want to confess. 
I don't want to be ashamed. I don't want to be ashamed of him. But I want to confess Christ in my life. I want to confess Christ in my heart. I want to give him all the praise and all the glory that I possibly can. Because well, you know what? We don't know the strength and the power of the mind of God. We don't know about the things that God can do for us. We don't understand about the power that God can give us and the strength to do mighty things, to do things that we would never think of, to be able to tell people things we would never ever dream of doing. He takes our minds and our hearts. If we give it all to him, if we confess him, he does the work in our lives and of our hearts. He's willing and ready to do things in us as he did with old Gideon. As Gideon sat behind the wine press, sifting wheat for his family. How God says, I wanted you to do a work for me. He says, me, Lord? He said, Lord, I can't do that. But you know what? Gideon uh, ended up giving himself to God and, and saying, God, you have your way with me. Uh, you have your control in my life and in my heart. Uh, and God did mighty things with him. Uh, the same with Joshua. The same with uh, Samson. How God gives Samson some mighty strength, a strength that we 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 think and we we read in comic books about old Superman having the strength that Samson did. But you know what? Samson is real, and Superman is not because Samson it was God's man. What about Elijah? How Elijah was just a man, but a man that believed and trusted in God, a man that could call fire down from heaven and to destroy his enemies, a man that could say, waters part and waters parted. A man that could take a stick out into the water whenever an axe head fell off while they was building a bridge. An axe head fell off in the water and he said, just take me and show me the place where the axe head went in. And he took a stick and he throwed it into the water. And the Bible says the axe head did swim as it come floating up to the top. How, how can a man... How can a man get that strength, get that power, and get that anointing? How can a man be able to have to, have to be able to speak those words that, that, that people don't want to hear, that people are scared to hear and scared to speak because of the strength of God, because they have confessed Christ, because they're willing and ready to stand for him for no matter what. What about David? David was a little man uh, that, that trusted in God and, and, and confessed Christ uh, and confessed God in his life. Uh, and David, uh, I heard a song on the radio uh, where it says that David took a stone uh, to a sword fight. Uh, how God uh, had done a mighty work in him because uh, David confessed God. Uh, David was proud of God. Uh, David gave his life for God. And he says, God, you have your way in my life. A young man went before a giant and, be, and prevailed because he trusted in God. 
Oh, how we sit here so many times in our lives and we see the things that God has done. God is doing in our lives and in our hearts because uh, we trust in God. Uh, Let us understand uh, about this confession of Christ. Uh, uh, Be able to confess uh, and be able to say, God, uh, I am yours. Uh, You know what? I'm afraid uh, there is too many people out in this world uh, that just read the Bible uh, and they hear uh, what they want to hear and they know what they want to know and that is it where they sit there and they hear the Bible where it says a man just believe in God and can be saved all we have to do is just believe in God but is believing in God just enough to be able to do it the Bible says that even the devil and the demons in hell believe and tremble. Everybody knows about a God. Everybody believes in a God. Every, uh, the atheist knows that there's a God because they fight against them so hard. Uh, everybody knows about a God. Uh, there's no denying God. Uh, God is the creator. Uh, you look out your windows. Uh, you look outside. Uh, you look inside. Uh, and you look in the mirror and you can see that there is a God there is a creator but there is something that that we must know about this believing and confessing in God we must know about how can we have this strength and this power and have the mind of God to be able to do the things that we're scared of to do the that he'll give us the strength and the power that we need In life is in Romans chapter 10. Romans 10 verse 9. It talks about how the, the, you know what, uh, and we sit back and so many times and think, well, we just believe. All you got to do is just believe in God and you can be saved. Uh, But you know what? Uh, There's more than just believing in God. Uh, uh, But there is a trusting in God. Uh, There is a, uh, you know what? Uh, Just because uh, David believed in God, uh, just believing in God didn't give him the strength to be able to, uh, to slew the giant. Uh, uh, just believing in God uh, uh, did cause uh, Elijah to throw that stick in the, in the water uh, and knowing that the water, would, uh, the iron would swim. Uh, just believing in God is not enough in your life. Is it? Is in your life right now. Can you say if you just believe in God everybody that can hear this voice uh, that can hear the voice of God and hear the word uh, of God uh, right now in your life is just believing enough. It's just believing uh, going to be enough to give you enough strength to make heaven your home. Uh, going to be enough to, to get you out tomorrow and to tell somebody about God. It's just believing in God. It's uh, going to be enough uh, tonight to where you don't feel like, Lord, where you at? So we believe in God, but then all of a sudden we look around in doubt. And we look around and think, God, where are you at in my times of trouble? God, where are you at in my times of hell? Lord, I need you. I need you so much. God, where are you at? Wait a minute. I believe in you. But Satan is filling people with lies. He's filling people with deceit. He's filling people with all kinds of ludicrous. And tell you, all you got to do is just believe. The Bible says repent and be baptized. You know what? 
The world tells you, well, you don't, you don't need to be baptized. Well, the, the, the man on the cross wasn't baptized. Uh, uh, the, that thief that was crucified right with Jesus, uh, uh, he wasn't baptized. Well, uh, you know what? Uh, we can say this and we can say that all you want to, uh, but the Bible says, uh, uh, thou shalt repent and be baptized. Uh, and so uh, how many of us uh, is willing to go again? Are you calling God a liar? Uh, God says it. Uh, uh, this it is. It's true. But it's not enough if we just believe. If we just believe is not enough in our life and of our hearts. Romans 10 verse 9 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead thou shalt be saved for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation you get that how do you hear that tonight it's not enough just to say I believe hey, you better get to work hey, you better start confessing God. You better start telling the world about a God that loves you so much. He gave you only God. He gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Did you get that? God says it's not enough. Just to say, I know God. You know what? Everybody knows God. But you know what? It's not important. What is important is that God knows you. It's important that God has saved you. And the Bible says that he loves the ones he chastens. He says he's called the man. The Bible says that he has chosen you. You have not chosen him, but he has chosen you. So if he has chosen you, He's called you. He's saying, here I am. Did you get that? The word, it says that it's not enough just to know him. It's not enough just to believe in him. But you must confess him. That means live your life for him. That means to say, you know what, I'm a Christian. I'm not going to act like the world anymore. That's saying, you know what, I, I'm not going to talk like the world anymore. I'm not going to walk like the world. I'm not going to listen to the worldly music anymore. I'm not going to say the things that I used to say. I'm going to turn from my wicked way. I'm going to show the world. I, I'm going to confess him unto a lost and dying world. I, I said, we go to the creek to get baptized uh, and Halloween we come out of that we go into that water uh, oh, uh, we go into that water uh, and we come out uh, oh, out of that watery tomb uh, and uh, how it shows the world uh, you're confessing and you're showing the world uh, that I have been saved uh, but you know what your confession don't stop there uh, uh, you must tell the world uh, you must be one willing uh, to give God your life uh, you must be one willing uh, to give God your everything. To give God all of it. Uh, in this world today, uh, there's a whole lot of people uh, that's saying they're a Christian. Uh, that's saying they believe. But I can't tell the difference between them and the world. It's not enough just say, I believe. Without confession, what's different in your life? 
Have you confessed? Are you confessing? Are you showing the world that he is alive and well in your life? Are you showing the world of what God can do? God is working in life right now. God has given everything in life uh, that that's showing the world uh, that he is a real and a great big God. A uh, God that is willing to do everything he possibly can to save your soul, to make you whole. Uh, God is doing everything. Uh, you know what, church? Uh, uh, there's, a, there's a little scripture over in Matthew and uh, I think it's more Mark uh, uh, chapter 11, uh, uh, there in Mark chapter 11, there's a fig tree over there you can read about how that that old fig tree, uh, uh, Jesus was coming on a journey uh, and how he was hungry. Uh, uh, the Bible says he saw that fig tree a long ways off uh, and desiring uh, of the figs. Uh, he wanted God. Uh, he wanted something to eat. Uh, he desired uh, uh, food that went from that. Uh, uh, he desired uh, uh, the fruit that was on that tree and he gave it he said he walked up and he saw leaves on that tree the bible says it was not season for the for the figs but he looked at that tree as he desired figs and he began to curse that tree and why would he curse a tree that if it wasn't season for figs See, you read about a fig tree. As there is two seasons a fig a tree would put on figs and how they earlier it could put on figs without leaves. But if it had leaves on it, it was pretty much guaranteed that it had figs on it. But he saw in the scriptures, he saw a long ways off that fig tree and it had leaves on so he went to that fig tree expecting, expecting to have fruit on it. And he didn't find none. Time after time after time, he walks by us. As he is, as we are engrafted into his Will. I think it's John chapter 15. It talks about being uh, rooted and grounded into the, uh, we've been grafted in into the root uh, of God and we've been grafted into something real. You know what? As we look in this and how this fig tree is, uh, as he cursed it and they went on into the city uh, and how he, he went into the, uh, to the temple and he, he began to run out uh, uh, the, the men that saw old uh, and bought in the temple uh, and you know what uh, to, to, just to throw out the wicked uh, out of his house uh, because he said that this is uh, the, my house, uh, the house of prayer and is not made for a den of thieves uh, the hell in this world uh, he walks by us uh, and he expects us uh, to be able to, uh, to see what's going on, uh, he expects us to have fruit on us, uh, be willing and ready uh, to do a work for him, uh, he expects us you know what I like where it says and it wasn't season yet what's the Bible say for us the Bible says that we ought to be instant in season and out of season 
We ought to be one willing and ready to always have fruit on us, to be willing to teach, willing to preach, willing to pray, willing to have to do all the things that encourage one another. The Bible says we ought to pray without ceasing. We ought to seek God. We ought to be the one willing to do all these things. It don't have to be a certain season, church. The Bible says, Jesus told them one time, he said, you look out into the field and see that it's white and ready to harvest. It's ready to harvest. But the labors are few. See, there's a whole lot of people just believing. But they're not confessing. That fig tree was deceiving Jesus as he saw those leaves. Even though it wasn't time, they was, it should have had it on it. He cursed that tree as he walked by. And he said whenever they come out of the, the city after throwing the, uh, the, the money changers and, and getting the, uh, the, the house of God, uh, the house of prayer, uh, back cleaned up again, uh, how that they come back by that fig tree uh, and how that the disciples saw that thing wither uh, to the ground. Uh, it was dried up and withered, church. Uh, the, how the, Oh, that's way we're going to be one day. If he's walking by us and he's expecting to see something out of you, he's expecting to find fruit in your life. He's expecting you to do something in your life for him. He's expecting, he's expecting you to call out to him. He's expecting you to trust in him. He's expecting you to give your life for him. There was a, when the disciples was out on the sea and Jesus came walking out on the sea, how that the disciples saw Jesus and some thought he was a spirit and others said, no, it's Jesus. But then they begin to call out to Jesus and they begin to say, Lord, come, Lord, come on. Right here, they begin to call out to him. And he told him after he got in the ship, he says, if you wouldn't have cried out, he says, I'd have passed on by. In your life today, he has given us the opportunity. He has given us the word. He has given us the strength and the power and the mind. He has given us the power of the mind of God to believe and to trust in him. Only if we confess, if we confess him, if we confess him before our enemies, if we confess him in this world, he'll prove himself. He said, try me and see that I'll not work. Try me in this world we look at. And sometimes in our lives, sometimes in our lives, we got to be quiet. I want you to think about over in Joshua, about how we mentioned about Gideon and, and Joshua and all the others. About, I want you to think about whenever they marched seven times around Jericho. What did God say to do? God told them, you be quiet. You don't say a word. You don't utter a sound out of your mouth. You shut up and you just march. In this world, there's some times you got to keep quiet in this world. But then all of a sudden uh, there's times uh, that you're going to have to blow the trumpet uh, and you're going to have to confess him uh, in this world. Are we ready? Are we confessing him? I know I'm preaching hard and you probably wonder and I don't think I need all this. 
But church, Satan is as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He's going up and down, to and fro in this earth, seeking whom he may devour. John 10.10, 10, he said, he is the thief that cometh to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus says, I have come to bring life. Life and peace and joy and strength. There is strength in Jesus. And we, and you know what? In life today, you will never know. You'll never understand the strength that God has. No, you'll never understand the power of God, of having God on your side. God says, if you, oh, church, He says, if you be for me, then who can be against you? If we're for God, who can be against us. And the Bible says they're not the one that kill the body, but fill the one that kill the body and soul in hell. It's time we look to God. We give God our strength. We give God our hope. We give God our power. We give God our might. And we serve Him with all our heart, all our strength, and all our mind, and all our soul. It's time we confess Him. It's time we quit giving Satan an inch. It's time we take back, take back what Satan has stole from us. As the song says, let us take back what he has stole from us. He's stealing our joy. He's stealing our power. He's stealing our strength. He's stealing our life. Because we're believing a lie and saying, all you got to do is believe. You know what? Sometimes it's easier just to say, you know what? I believe. Sometimes it's easier just to sit down and, and say, God, you just have your way. And yeah, yeah, Lord, if you want me, you just move me. But you know what? It's only easy for a little while. It's only easy for a little while. I like the Bible where it says, it says uh, there is pleasure in sin for a season. In this life today that we have given, we've been given. And we've been given a certain amount of time. The Bible says our days are about, about 70 years. We have only been given a certain amount of time to do a work. We've only been given just a little while. The Bible says this life is but a vapor. Here for a little while and gone. Have you thought about confessing him? Have you been confessing? Have you been giving God your role? Do you know the true power that God can do? Do you know what God is trying to do in your life and in your heart? He's calling you. He's calling you to do a job. He's willing and ready to give you all the equipment, all the strength, all the power, all the anointing that you need to do that job for him. But are you willing to step out on faith? Can you imagine Peter having the faith to say, Lord, wherever you're at, I want to be there too. Lord, as you're out there on that water, you just bid me to come. Jesus says, come. 
Peter stepped out of that boat and began to walk on the water. As the men in the Bible has done some things, it's pretty powerful and pretty amazing. He's still the same God. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. He's the same God in your life, and he's going to be the same God at the end. He's going to do some pretty amazing things in this world. Are you going to be part of it? Are you going to be part of it tonight? I'm asking you, give God the praise. Confess him. Be willing Be willing to swallow our pride, to humble ourselves before God and say, God, I'm sorry. God, I'm sorry I have fallen short of you. God, I'm sorry that I have fallen short and I have not been confessing you. God, just help me and strengthen me. Give me your strength and your power that you, that, that you have given men and women that believed in you and trusted in you and confessed you. Give me that strength and that power that I'll not sin against you. If you trust him and you confess him, you give your life and your heart to him, There's nothing can hold you back. Nothing can hold you back. Every time Satan come to God, every time Satan tried to get Jesus, he couldn't do it. Trust in him tonight. Praise him, thank him, and love him for all things. Amen.